Calling home today is Chris Brewerton, their longest-serving member at present. We'll talk about his career, but we also want to hear about where Chris lives. W.B. Yeats once said, I wonder anybody does anything at Oxford but dream and remember. The place is so beautiful. I'm sure you can attest to that if you've been there. We've heard about the dreaming spires of its university. Chris Brewerton is from Christchurch. He used to teach and conduct choirs at Burnside High School and sing with the Christchurch Cathedral Choir before he moved to the UK, and that was in 2010. By 2012, he was in the King's Singers, and he's first baritone. Kia ora, Chris. Kia ora, Jim. How's it going? Very well. Nice to have you on. When you went to the UK, what sort of a gig were you looking for? Good question. I was trying to figure that out. I loved teaching at Burnside. I loved teaching, um, and I worked really hard to be good at it. But I, I, I always had that sort of itch that I wanted to scratch about, could I be a full-time professional singer? I trained to be an opera singer because that's what the course is at Canterbury or, or certainly was. But I also loved my time in the cathedral and I was doing some oratorio work. would sing the odd little gig of close harmony uh, pop arrangements and whatnot um, for fundraisers and things. And I obviously enjoyed being in the, the National Youth Choir. And, and I just ran with this and I've been doing that for 12 years. So... Um, yeah, it's it's kind of kind of crazy to think how that time flies. That was bold looking back, a big leap of faith because the UK can't be short of good singers. Well, absolutely. And and I mean but but I thought to myself if I don't go now, I'll always wonder what if. And yeah. here I was at Burnside encouraging all these young teenagers to follow their dreams and I thought I'm going to have to hold myself to the that same standard. I had a, a bit of um, a, a bit of money to support me from 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 a few years teaching and paying off my student loan, so I, I was kind of debt free and I could just I could just give it a crack. And I thought, you know, the worst that happens is it doesn't quite work out, and I get to go back to teaching, you know. And as far as I was concerned, that was a a, a pretty good option as well. How did you get to Oxford, or just outside Oxford, in your case? Well, ever since 1997, um, members of Christchurch Oxford, uh, until more more recently, had been coming out to sing with us uh, in the month of August when they were on their summer holidays. And it was a bit of a busman's holiday for them because they'd come out here. The pound was worth about three New Zealand dollars. So they had a pretty fun time for a month having a, <laughs> having a bit of a sing-song with us and spending up large um, with all this disposable income. And they were often either either in their 20s or maybe early 30s and and it was it was it was a good time in 2008 we we came over to England uh, as a cathedral choir and, and and were on tour and had a wonderful time and and that was in fact where I saw the king's singers for the first time at the Albert Hall during their 40th anniversary prom which was ah. amazing and um but I remember thinking you know I could I could be over here this would be pretty fun and obviously during that time I had met Stephen Darlington, uh, who was the director of music there for thirty odd years, and um, and and had always got on really well, and he was very was very supportive, and we always kept in touch. And so when this opportunity came up, I applied, and um, I sent an audition tape because I wasn't able to come uh, to the audition in person, and um, and then I remember having a Zoom call uh, one night, and. Um, I'd been in Melbourne for a last knees up with my colleagues at Burnside and um, 
and and we'd and we'd just come back in and then I had to look very sober and and <laughs> and, and and serious and 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 have a chat to him and the sub dean and and they offered me the job and I was I was gobsmacked and I, I thought wow this is fantastic and I had to <laughs> had to play it cool because um, I'd had a few a, a few a few orange juices by that time I had already I'd, I'd already left Burnside and um, and so. I was just sort of wrapping things up, and I knew I'd, I'd be flying. Um, but all of a sudden, I had a job to go to. I have happy memories. Have you seen the New Zealand movie Hunt for the Wilder People? Oh, numerous times. I love that film. <laughs> you, you didn't choose the King Singers. The King Singers chose you. That's I. I do. I do think that's true. <laughs> How did that happen? They called you to an audition, probably. Yeah, I was sitting. Um, I was sitting in a mate's house. Uh, we were having lunch together, and and then an email came in. I said, "Oh, what's this?" Um, and 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 it said, you know, so the uh, King Singers would like to invite you to to audition. And I, I said to him, "Wow, how you know this is this is an amazing opportunity." And um, uh, and he was like, "You have to go for it." I was like, "All right then." Um, and so I thought, well, yeah. I mean, I'd been singing, as I say, at Oxford. I remember the late great. Um, Christopher Doig said to me, he said, you know, I was never the best, um, I was never the best singer on the circuit, but I made a career out of uh, turning up on time, being really well prepared and being a nice person to work with. And, <laughs> and I remember when he told me that and it, it really gave me a, a sense of, yep, just go out there and give it your best shot. I think good luck for me is about being in the right place at the right time, but being really well prepared to take advantage of opportunities that cross your path. And I, I, I feel like, with all the background I had in training in New Zealand and my teachers along the way and directors um, and being a pretty grounded, laid-back Kiwi, I feel like I gave myself the best chance to just say, hey, let's see what happens. And, um, and so, yeah, I, I, it's been, it's been, it's been a, a journey. Many people know who the King Singers are and what they sing, but for those who don't and someone asked you at a party, what would you say? What would you tell them when someone said, oh, okay, you're a singer, what do you sing? Yeah, <laughs> it's funny. I, I, I try not to, well, I, I, I never lead with I'm in the King Singers because I don't assume that people know what that means. And so I, if they ask what I do, I say I, I do a bit of singing. And if they keep asking, then I say, well, I... I um I sing with five other guys and we sing a bit of everything from early music to to contemporary music and 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 folk and jazz and pop and fortunately we get to travel the world doing what we love. The King Singers are named not after a king but the college. That's correct. Yes, and um they were students at King's College Cambridge and they sang together in the chapel and and they were good mates and and after they finished at Cambridge, they, they enjoyed each other's company and kept singing on the side. But they were probably doing, I don't know, 20, 25 gigs a year. Um, and it was when they were given an opportunity to um, do a concert in in London at the Royal Festival Hall that all of a sudden um, they had to cobble together enough music for a whole concert, which they didn't really have. So they had to kind of scramble a few things, a bit of this and a bit of that. And what's happened is that they've they've kind of struck on a, a a form of programming that's that's that we've kind of held on to ever since, which is a lot of people like to listen to a bit of this and a bit of that. How many King singers have there been, including the current six? Um, there's been twenty eight altogether. Wow! And so um, so it's 
it's it's a it's a it's a small it's a small club, but we're all very um, appreciative of of our time in the group, and we know that um, when you leave the group, you know it, it certainly opens doors. It's an unusual day job to get clapped for your day job. Is I, I appreciate is not the norm, um, <laughs> and I certainly didn't get a round of applause by by eager teenagers back at Burnside, but. Um, um, it's certainly not something I take for granted, for sure. Wouldn't it be lovely if we were all applauded when we came to work? That'd be fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think so. <laughs> so the King Singers have gone from black and white TV sets uh, to YouTube, basically. They've spanned all these years now. It's amazing to contemplate. It is. And and, and, and more recently, TikTok. <laughs> and TikTok. So I, I wonder what will be next. Yours is a high baritone voice, and that fitted in well, obviously. It did, yeah. It's known in some quarters as tenor with a cold. Um, <laughs> and um, I was never a part of a group to this extent where you kind of had to leave your vocal ego off stage, And um, that's something that we all do willingly. And, um, and I think the end result is this um, kind of quintessential King Singer's uh, sound, which which has been the hallmark of the group for the last nearly six decades. Chris Brewton is calling home from a place we haven't quite specified yet, but it's in the general Oxford area. Uh, the King Singers have a very collaborative approach, don't they? No one's in charge. That's right. And, and I think that has always meant that people are really invested in this job because... You're not being told what to do. Uh, your opinion matters, and it really counts. There's real buy-in because we are business owners, we are colleagues, we are we are musicians, and and we're friends. And and perhaps not all colleagues would call themselves friends, and it's it's not necessarily even a prerequisite. I'm sure in many industries, but when you do go to work with your mates, I think it does change the whole atmosphere, and mm. it's pretty cool. Yeah. And um, and so I'm very fortunate to go to work with five really good mates. You're in airports all the time on the way to sing somewhere. How often? Oof. Um, anyone who is conscious about the carbon footprint should probably um, switch off at this point. But You plant a lot of trees. We'll, we'll assume that. What we do <laughs> offset uh, our carbon emissions and um because i think it's it's look it's not foolproof is it and i'm sure there's more that we could do but we feel that that's that's it, that that's the very least that we should do and so so we do do that and we take as many trains as we can and 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 all of those sorts of things but um we are on the road 200 days a year and some places are not accessible by public transport um that's on the ground and we are lucky that we are in demand on six continents and i'm also uh, on the side, very excited about singing in Colombia for the first time in September, which is going to be amazing. Yeah. So, uh, so there's lo- there's lots to look forward to this year. I said in the intro, you've sung just a, in just about every major concert hall in the world. Where have you sung? Colombia, I guess, gets up there. But where have you sung that will sound exotic to the rest of us that we might be surprised by? Oh, okay. Uh, well, I remember um, if you can get your blow-up globe out and spin it round to Canada and head up to the Northwestern Territories, there's a place called Yellowknife. <laughs> and we were there, and it was minus 40 degrees, and it was absolutely freezing. 
But I did see the Northern Lights for the first time because those are, are good conditions for the Northern Lights to exist in. Um, and it was remarkable just to see how these communities live and work together and share music and ideas, um, no matter what the temperature is outside. And it was crazy to think of the lake as a highway from one side to the other. I don't know if it's exotic, but it was it was certainly out there. Um, in terms of exotic, I remember being down in a place called Frutillar. So if you take your, your globe and spin it around a little bit and go down to the south, south point of um, Chile, um, there's this little colony. It's actually a German colony um, where all the street signs are in German, but obviously... Yeah, we're in Chile. And there's a, a concert hall that goes out onto the lake. Um, wow. So the audience sits there looking out to the stage, and in the background is just the water. And it's just remarkable. It's like it's like you're in Noah's Ark or something um, with a concert hall. And so that's pretty wicked. What kind of pressure does being in the King's Singers with their reputation put you under? I mean, I imagine there were a few nerves early on. Do you remember your first public outing as the new bloke? I do, yeah. It was in a little place called uh, Great Granston in Cambridgeshire, and it was the the local um, church hall or something like that. Quite soon after the concert, we all had to clear out because the Indoor Bowls Club had, had, had use of the building. So um, that kind of brought me back to earth a bit. Your wife's a singer, yes? Well... I mean, she's got a beautiful voice. Um, she, she's a primary school teacher, and um, she actually sings to the entire school every week um, at the singing assembly. Wow! And for the first time in the in the school's um, history, she's got the entire school singing. And it's, she said it's lovely around the classroom or around the school. You'll hear the kids singing the songs, um, which is really nice. And it's it 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 is it is changing the culture of that school, which is amazing. And every now and then, we'll, we'll do a bit of singing together, which is lovely. And she, you know, she's introduced me to a lot of folk music from the north of England where, where she hails from. I've heard you ask this before, but uh, the f- traditional phrase is long-suffering. She has to do without you, or you have to do without her for long periods of time, I guess. That, that is correct. And I guess, you know, there's always a a sort of another way of looking at, at something, isn't there? And whilst it is my dream job, it's not my dream job to be away from my wife for 200 days a year and so yeah that that is is tough and i'm sure anyone that's in a job where they are away from home a lot will understand that whilst we wake up every day maybe in a new place and have new experiences and we've got some new food to try and some new concert halls to try out you know our our job is forever evolving they come back to the same empty house and so it's a different it's 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 a completely different experience for them. Whatever and, you do, um, whatever, am, yes. No, and I think we understand that. But whatever you do in life, uh, whatever your gig is, there are sacrifices. They just change, don't they? You're right, and and I'm just so grateful yeah. um, to have this in my life. Let's talk about Oxford. What part of town or out of town do you live in? So I live in a little um, uh, little village called Kennington. And um, and it is about a twelve minute drive from the um, centre of Oxford, and it's just south. And between between Oxford, you have Kennington, then Radley, and then Abingdon for people that might know that area. Um, 
but it's a, it's a very sleepy little village, which is just what I need. And um, it's a world away from the, the the hustle and bustle of New York and London and Paris and and whatnot and, and Tokyo and. Um, but I love it like that because it's it's really accessible to Oxford. It's an hour away from London if I want London. Um, but it's got a lovely garden, and yeah, it's just 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 the two of us here, and we and it's 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 really nice. I, I like it what very do, very much. What do the two of you do uh, out of interest when you're not singing, recreationally? Well, we we love cooking and eating. Um, we love yoga. We love. Um, we love walking and we love gardening. If we could have more seaside action, that would be really cool. Oxford has a fantastic cathedral, doesn't it? It's an amazing place. Well, I mean, it's 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 an amazing university with with dozens of colleges who all have chapels that service the college. And the chapel at Oxford at Christchurch happens to be the diocese, the the cathedral for the diocese. You almost could be forgiven for not knowing where the cathedral is because on the right-hand side as you walk into Tom Quad, there's this gigantic dining hall, which is really spectacular. And and that's where they filmed Hogwarts Dining Hall for anyone who's interested in, in Harry Potter. Um, and that itself is a really spectacular dining hall. But the cathedral is, is lovely. It's just that it's it feels more like a college chapel in terms of size and whatnot mm. compared to some of the other spectacular cathedrals like Salisbury or Ely or or the ones in London. But it does have that Harry Potter connection and it also contains the bones of an ancient saint. Look, I still had to pinch myself walking in there every day and going, this is my office and I get to have dinner in, in Hogwarts Dining Hall. Like that is kind of random, isn't it? It's a good place. And I love I love bringing visitors here and showing them um, and showing them the town. And, and it's, it's just a, a, a really wonderful place to call home. Chris Brewerton is calling home. The local river you can punt on is is the Cherwell? That's correct. Okay. Almost a Kiwi name, isn't it, with Cher in it. Uh, do you still find yourself using New Zealand expressions out of interest after all these years? I think I probably do because a good mate of mine, James Armitage, um, from home, he was in the back row of the cathedral um, when I was in the front row. And um, he has a coffee business here called Jericho Coffee Traders. Oh. And so he lives, he lives a minute around the corner from me. And so I, I feel like I have a good amount of, of Kiwi um, mates here as well. I've got, I've got some others, uh, some other friends who live here as well who have relocated. And I think whenever Kiwis come to town, there's always a sense of, do you know so-and-so? And do you know so-and-so? Oh, cool. <laughs> Let's meet up. And so there's there's a wee sort of community of us over here and um so i i guess yeah i i still i still i don't i i don't know how strong my accent sounds to you i, I feel like it might get stronger the more i talk to kiwis and maybe it gets a bit weaker the, the less i do the honey-colored colleges arrayed in splendor beside the river to quote to quote lonely planet does it feel like a university town in the same way as, say, Dunedin does. I know the buildings, you can't miss them, but Oxford must also have a a kind of eternal feel to it. I saw the Latin chapel in the cathedral being referred to as the place that parts the veil between this life and the divine. How would you describe the ambience of the town? It does feel like a student town. 
there are just tens of thousands of them and they're everywhere. And because they're from all around the world, you know, it has a real multicultural vibe to it. It's always got a hustle and bustle on. Um, not having studied in Dunedin, I can't really speak for that. Although I don't know how many burning couch streets we have here in Oxford, so perhaps that's a difference. Um, you've got lots but, of pubs. Um, you've got lots of pubs, though. Yeah, and you know, I haven't heard about party at Tony Brown's over here, so um, <laughs> it, it's, it's it's slightly more formal, I think. You know, on any given night, all these colleges will, will be having formal dining, and they all sit down at these long benches in these dining halls, and they all sit. And when someone, on, I think, I think you kind of wait till people on either side of you have been served, and then you begin your meal. You know what I mean? And yeah. there's often a grace that said. So it's it's perhaps got a little bit more decorum than um, than than Dunedin. But I don't want to speak ill of Dunedin because I'm a big fan of Dunners. Yeah, I don't think we could understand the decorum without being there. But 26 British prime ministers, including Thatcher and Cameron, five kings. You know, Samuel Johnson, Oscar Wilde, C.S. Lewis, Tolkien. Nobel laureates, you know, all in the Bodleian Library at various stages. It is a, a fantastic university. And, of course, you've got, in Oxford, you've got the museums too, don't you? You've got the Ashmolean Museum. I imagine you've been to that. I've got a friend who puts on exhibitions there, and so I've been there many, many times. It's wonderful. Um, and it's sort of second in importance to the British National to the British Museum. And so it's it's got amazing artefacts. Um there's also the Natural History Museum here with the Pitt Rivers exhibition. Um, and uh, and that is incredible if you want to see fossils and dinosaurs and all sorts of stuff. like That is that is always a hive of activity with school trips and, and kids, you know, running around and, and having a great time. It's a wonderful place. And uh, that, that roll call of people that you were mentioning, you know, it, it, is, it is pretty amazing. Um, but then, all, you know, all the people that aren't, you know, famous that have been here and and made a difference to the world like it is remarkable um slightly outside of the center in these science parks you know some of the stuff that's going on you know in wider oxfordshire and cambridgeshire and whatnot like it's cutting edge and it's pretty amazing and every now and then it pops up on the news and you think well that's happening just down the road and i also like that i can be anonymous and and just fit in and be one of many people and i love that so a couple of places, I just want to ask if you've been to them, because I haven't, of course, I have never been to Oxford. But the Alice in Wonderland shop sounds like it's worth a visit. And Blackwell's bookshop is pretty famous as well. Have you been to either of those? I have, I have. I I mean, Blackwell's bookshop has gone under, has kind of gone under um, various um, renovations since I was first here. It is incredible it's in its current form it is what like one of the best bookshops you'll ever go to it's just awesome i mean there's obviously a very large academic section um and given that oxford university press is 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 in the neighborhood as well you know it's it's no wonder um but that is a remarkable place and and the uh, music um, section as well for buying music scores is just awesome so yeah i would highly recommend blackwell's bookshop and the Alice in Wonderland store is is great. If you like Alice in Wonderland, it's a great stopping um, off point. Um, in fact, just behind, in, in Christchurch, in the Cathedral Garden, um, there's this little door in the uh, between, uh, you know, uh, under a high wall. 
and that keyhole is apparently the keyhole that Alice peered through. And I, so I always take my <laughs> friends to that um, pretty remote place because you can only get there um, through a bit of a back door. Uh, so ah. if, 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 if anyone wants to come and visit and you know, hit me up and I'd be happy to show you. <laughs> if you're in town. Uh, you're, you're singing in China on the way over here, I think. We are. We're singing in Nanjing, and we're going to Ground Zero. We're going to Wuhan. So um, that's going to be really fascinating. And then, yeah, super excited to do the three concerts in New Zealand. Yes. And you'll be seeing Fano in Porirua, I think they are now, are they? Most of the family. That's right, yeah. My um, brother Alistair and Heather and my two nephews, um, uh, Charlie and James, are are there. And I'm really excited to spend some time with them. You know, it's one thing to sort of watch watch your nephews grow up on FaceTime. It's another thing to be able to be there in person and play Duplo and Lego and all the other things. So, um, yeah, that's going to be very special. What happens to a King's singer when he's a King's singer no longer? You said... And I'm sure quite rightly that it's a, 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 a pretty prestigious ticket to other things in life. But what do they tend to go on and do? All sorts, really. Um, I think I think music plays a role if they would like it to. Um, but it's not, a, and obviously we're very qualified to, but that's not necessarily what you have to do. A lot have stayed in that in that profession and and really enjoy themselves. So I, I suspect, I suspect, that's probably a, a good thing for me to think about too, you know, um, in the in the years to come because it's it's not a lifelong gig, is it? You know, um, but I, I I I miss teaching and I miss that buzz of the classroom. But equally, I also I know that you know I'm going to miss um, miss singing on stage and performing and being applauded for my day job. So you know, <laughs> I have to you have to you have to balance all these things, don't you? And once a wiggle, always a wiggle, if you know what I mean, I suppose. <laughs> Fortunately, we don't have to do choreography as much as they do, um, but they've got a pretty good gig, don't they? <laughs> and so do you. Lovely to talk to you. I hope you have a great trip down, and uh, thanks so much for giving us all this time, and uh, good luck with the concerts. In, are you allowed to say good luck to a singer, or is it still break a leg? I don't know what the protocol is for singing. Oh look! I'm sure. If, I'm sure if you say break a leg and they haven't yet, then it's probably good luck. If they have, they probably are saying, "Why are you cursing me?" But, um, but no, it's. I look. It's going to be wonderful. And um, please come along to our gigs in Wellington and in Auckland and Christchurch. It'd be lovely to see you there. And you'll be very welcome, home. Chris, thanks so much for joining us. Hey, cheers, Jim. All the best, Chris Brewerton.